Tonight on the Guy at the Movies podcast with Joe and Sean Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer will go with. Has more cast members. I don't understand how. I'm very confused. Beetlejuice 2 is uh, in the news. And Patrick Stewart just let the cat out of the bag. All this and more on the Guy at the Movies podcast with Joe and Sean. Change the game just now. I have a rave. These are the best ideas I've ever heard. Seth I'm saying that that's the, that's the commentary that will exist. Oh, Barbie girl in a Barbie world. <laughs> Defiled Mickey Mouse. Venom, 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 venom. Oh, oh my god! Welcome to the Guy at the Movies podcast with Joe and Sean. I am Joe. He is Sean, and this is episode eighty-six. Sean, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Had a little bit of a camera issue uh, starting up, which uh, you know you're always you're always it's more dreaded when you see that green light because you're like you know it's the middle of the night and you're like the webcam was all of a sudden on like out of nowhere because you know Snowden's watching you, and <laughs> now in this situation it's like the one time you really want to be recorded and uh, you know just didn't work out. Yeah, you know, it, it was funny. We originally said we were going live at 8 Eastern, and then I was like, no, we're going to do 7.30. And then as you were having trouble, I'm like, maybe we are doing 8. <laughs> like, <laughs> we should stop. <laughs> we should just stop telling them. Like, just whatever it. it is, just turns out. pop on. Just stay on there no matter what. <laughs> so we do have a lot of news to cover tonight. Uh, but before we do, we just want to recognize that there is a major crisis happening in the world that is not the pandemic, although that is still happening. Uh, thankfully, things seem to be getting better. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, but the Ukrainian crisis right now with Russia uh, invading Ukraine is just absolutely heartbreaking and terrifying. And, you know, we don't mean to make light of uh, the world and stuff as we're in this podcast, but we do hope to provide a little bit of a reprieve. I've been watching all, all the news uh, and I finally had to stop because it's just it's it's so upsetting. But I also want to know what's happening. We uh, strongly encourage you to uh, listen to or like read all the articles with yeah. multiple sources, stay informed, listen to the news podcasts. Um, we will not be one of those nude po- new. Oh, well, that would be <laughs> that would be horrible. We, well, Sean, be- I guess now we <laughs> announce the guy at the movies the podcast with Joe and Sean OnlyFans. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I bet we'd make some money. Um, but there's, now, there's a market uh, for everything. We are not a world news podcast, nor will we pretend to be. Um, we will be a, a movie news podcast that is just tremendous goofballs uh, talking and joking around about movie news. Um, and that's like our that's at least my respite is to constantly go to the movies when things are terrible. I mean, it's pulled us out of, you know, several different world events in the past. Um, and the movies are, you know, as you know, Tom Cruise said and, you know, was like kind of mocked when he said it. it's like now now these days we need the movies. Um, and uh that is something that sometimes, you know, is a respite. Still stay informed. Still keep uh, keep uh, in mind what's going on. Keep abreast of all the situations happening. But also, you know, laugh a little with us. Absolutely. Uh, and as Sean said, just stay informed as much as you can slash want to protect yes. your mental health as well. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Because it is bad. Um, not that your mental health is bad. The world no, is bad. no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you were right the first time. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you nailed it. Um, all right, so let's move on. We are going to dive into talking about trailers. Uh, the first one we are going to talk about is Morbius. We got another trailer for Morbius, um, the movie that comes out on April Fool's Day. It is not lost on me that it comes out April 1st. I don't believe it exists. 
Um, I'm actually surprisingly into this. I don't I don't know if it's just like because it's been it's been out there for a while that I'm finally like, all right, I'll see it. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see what they're doing with it. We talked a little bit before. I don't know if it was last week or the week prior, but I wonder if they're adding anything if they added anything in with the delay after Spider-Man No Way Home, but uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm hey, more more Marvel, why not? <laughs> Their marketing campaign of constantly being uh like suppressed by a worldwide pandemic was uh, pretty brilliant of them. Uh, just because <laughs> it did leave us wanting more because this trailer does look kind of awesome. Now there there's the parts of this where I know are ridiculous literally in the, um in the, like the taglines or anything. They're just like, you know, I'm a, like, we have the villain at the center and we're not sure if this villain is going to end up being good at the end. Well, we're following this villain. So most likely this villain is going to be good at the end with some like, you know, possible drawbacks. We literally just saw that in Venom and or twice in Venom. And so I think this is kind of that same thing. Now, they're doing this with a lot of the Spider-Man villains. So like I'm I'm not going to complain about every single movie that does that. So like this is just the next one in line. Um, this cast is a surprisingly deep bench. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> We've got, you know, Jared Leto at the lead. Then you got Michael Keaton, who is, I guess, kind of sort of reprising his role um, as uh, the Vulture. Um, then you have uh, in there, um, if I can get it right, Matt Smith. Um, oh, no, there's one more that I was thinking of. Um, that... The Matt Smith. or Yeah, I forgot about him completely because yeah. the yeah. first trailer, he was only in like a second. Yeah, the M Matt Smith. And then there was one other possible villain i believe and this made me think like oh god there's like eight like plot lines in this so that actually makes this a worse situation but um i don't know there's part of me that says that this you know could be oh and jared harris of course as well which is the fact that jared harris is in this is absolutely nuts and i still can't get over that like i'm not i'm not i'm, I'm not waking up from that nightmare just yet um and then tyrese gibson like, i love tyrese <laughs> tyrese is in this and i think he's dialing back way too many like this is not the usual tyrese performance we get and like in a movie that's nuts so you'd think that like let's have tyrese be tyrese but no he's just gonna chill um but in general the the, the cast looks phenomenal I'm, I'm excited to see this if it does exist i'm still wondering if it does but it does look more and more like it exists yeah, i'm pretty into it um I, I it's it's definitely gonna come out at some it's definitely gonna come out at some point um but i it's interesting to see what sony's doing with all these movies and the little universe they're building kind of like as an offshoot to uh papa marvel daddy marvel um and we'll talk a little bit more about that with some casting news in a few minutes the other trailer we got was fantastic beasts the secrets of dumbledore now i have to tell you that i love this trailer i thought this one did everything that I wanted the last trailer to do. It just, it's action packed. It's funny. You get more of the story, but you also get more of the mystery. Um, you see everyone that's involved in it. It looks so just the world that I want to be thrown into when I see a Harry Potter movie or a fantastic beast movie. The second one, the second movie didn't do that for me. Um, it wasn't very exciting. And I, think they really went back to the drawing board here and we're like all right let's get back to what gives these movies that heart and that excitement and it, this trailer has really delivered that i think uh yeah like i i don't know much about you know harry potter stuff i've seen a lot of the movies so i can give you that i've seen these new ones as well um i look at this and i say yeah this is pretty much the second one offered sexy dumbledore and they thought that's all they had to do 
which is just like, hey, a sexy Dumbledore. You, you cool with this? You, you cool with this? This is cool. And everyone's like, no, man, we want the villain to have like, I don't know, some kind of a like well-written like backstory. Give us something to connect them. This does look like it's going to be like them very well connected. There's going to be a substantial like, you know, the disagreement. And, you know, at the end of these five movies is their big fight, apparently. And yeah. it seems like they're kind of getting close to that in the third movie. So I don't know. They're they're uh, overplaying their hand. But um, I mean, I, honestly, yeah, this looks very exciting for me as someone who doesn't know much about like, you know, that when they say something like the room that we require, I'm like, that looks like the little spindle thing I used to play with as a kid. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what those things are. Like, I don't know the, those aspects, but that's because I'm not like, you know, I'm more of the Marvel fan than the Harry Potter fan. But I mean, I know that this is the kind of stuff that's going to get the audiences like for the, the fans happy. And then also probably achieve quite a bit of drama for the audience. Like that's what I got from this. It's the room of requirement, which is exactly what um, was in, oh my gosh, was it the fifth movie? Yeah, Order of the Phoenix, because it's where they go to train. Um, but it's sort of like this room in the castle that gives you exactly what you need at that time. It looked different in Order of the Phoenix than it does in this trailer, right? Well, it's also how many years prior, number one, oh, but, not... number, but number two, the in <laughs> interior of it changes. Okay, good. Yeah. Because I was wondering that. Because I was like, wait, I, I don't remember that at all. And, you know, I probably wasn't listening when a character explained, like, yeah, but back in the 20s, hoobity boo. And then, like, one of them did a backflip somewhere. I I know that there was something there. I'm, I'm, I'm off. Magic, Sean. Magic. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Magic and, I guess, you know, time. Yeah. <laughs> time heals all rooms. No. Um, what's interesting. Oh, <laughs> no. Don't, don't just keep going. Come on now. Come on. That was a good one. It was lovely. Um, what's interesting is that, not interesting, but last, uh, whatever day Russia invaded Ukraine, um, that was the day that this trailer was supposed to come out and they, they halted it. Uh, and then it kind of came out without like much fanfare. Uh, and I kind of understand why, if you watch it, that scene where they're sitting opposite one another, um, Dumbledore and Grindelwald, it kind of felt like in a weird way, like you're, you have two warring factions that are trying to like negotiate or whatnot. It, it gave me that vibe right away. So I think it was smarter than the hold it out or hold it off. Um, but it was just that caught me a little bit. I was like, oof, tough time to release a movie about war. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like because it's it's looking like a straight up battle between, like you said, two factions. Like, yeah, um, it, it looks like the second half of, uh, you know, uh, Harry Potter seven. And, yeah. uh, you know, that was just literally people throwing out death spells at each other. And uh, I guess when you're thinking oh, about my war, so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro. <laughs> um, all right. So let's dive into what we've been watching. We are not going to talk about the Batman tonight. The Batman comes out this week. Um, if you are interested, you can go see my review on guyatthemovies.com or guyatthemovies on Instagram. Uh, but we will be doing a spoiler pod this weekend to discuss all of our thoughts on it. Uh, I'm so excited for you to see it because I can't wait. Like I, I gave it a three out of five and um, have had some pretty interesting conversations. That, that took me back a little bit when you did that, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm you know, because I we like I'm I'm very I'm very wary of talking with people about it. I'm not wary of like avoiding reviews, but it's just like I don't know what to contribute. I don't want to like. I don't know. There's something about it where I just I I, I, I get standoffish when because there's other people that want to talk to me and I'm like no 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 like I, I don't know what this is I don't know what it is some people do now. And there's some people that have reached out to me and they're asking specific questions and I won't give spoilers or anything. 
But listen, I see that comment right there. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. Someone commented on a video on YouTube and said IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. I'm like, okay, like whatever. It has an 80, what, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is tied with Dark Knight Rises. So have fun. That's awesome. I love an 87%. If this was a 99%, I'd hate this movie. Like that's the kind of stuff where it's just like, I don't want it to be that uncomplicated. I want it to be a little bit weird and in the weeds. I love that shit. Someone like, that's asked, so much cooler. <laughs> someone asked me about a specific piece of the movie, and I did give my take on said performance. Uh, and they were like, well, they're probably trying to go for this and whatever. I was like, hey, buddy, see the fucking movie first and then talk to me about it. Like, <laughs> Oh, God. Um, there's that. And what was the other thing I was just going to say about that whole ordeal? Oh, it was, Sean, you know when you're writing a review? I think you and I have talked about this before. When you're writing, like you don't know where you're going to land on it. You have all mm-hmm. these thoughts. Oh, I wait but, until the end, yeah. For but then you start story. writing it out and you're like, oh man, like maybe it wasn't what I originally thought yeah. it would be in my head. And that's exactly, I was like, a, a day after, I was like four out of five for me. And then as I was writing it, I was like, this is not a four out of five for me. So I love it. I love it. And and listen, I am the DC lover. I usually love everything DC. Okay. This is like messing with me on this. This is like DC. This is comic book. I mean, you're not just like straight up five out of fives for them, but you are someone that like, you know, like you'll get a great it'll it'll get a step up. (laughs) And and just for everyone out there, uh, and when I say everyone, I mean the two people that have brought this up to me in chat. A three out of five for me means I fucking like the movie. So, like, yeah, see, I it, it's tough with our equivalents because I do the letters with C. C has actually like kind of been my harsh grade recently where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't really care like about this movie. Like three out of five for you is like the movie. It yeah. is like, yeah. you know, it's we have like a different grading system, even though like I sometimes see them as equivalents. So yeah, I'm just like, I am I going to give the Batman a C? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, oh, my God, God, if you give it a D. <laughs> Oh, God, I can't wait. Oh, Instagram implodes. Oh, um, real quick, in the chat, we were just asked, what's our current favorite Batman movie? Mine would be The Dark Knight. It has to be. It's It, it sucks that that movie exists because, <laughs> of course, it is. Like, that That has to be it. Um, I mean, I really love a lot of the, like, the, the two Burton originals are kind of spectacular. But The Dark Knight is just the, like, best movie when it comes to Batman movies. Yeah. So that's, that's just it. Like and I, an all I, around good movie in general, like yeah. the, the structure. It's just um, take it. Yeah. Go for it. I was just going to make a really bad transition. So yes, Batman spoiler pod this Saturday, look out for it. But a movie that uh, is, it's unfortunate that it exists is studio six, six, six. This was a tragedy. This is, of course, the movie that the Foo Fighters did. It's basically Dave Grawl, um, like, loving himself for an hour and a half or however long I was in pain. Um, I thought it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be bad. But, like, with bad movies like this, when they're when you think they're going to be bad, you want them to, like, you know, reach a certain level of, like, self-awareness. And this one didn't really have self-awareness. It was just so stupid. And the acting, like, I'm not expecting, like, Oscar performances, but I'm expecting something serviceable. And this was not. It was so painful. I couldn't wait for it to be over. Um, Leslie Grossman is in it. Whitney Cummings is in it. It's fine. They're fine. Um, You know, Will Forte's in it. It's fine. It's just stupid. The whole movie's (laughs) stupid. I don't, it's an advertisement for their next album, essentially. 
and at the end of the day, like a major miss on just having fun with a project like this. That's a shame because we we saw the trailer and we were kind of looking forward to it. I mean, there was there was definitely an element of cautious optimism in the air because it did look very odd. But we we thought like, hey, this could be a fun goofball kind of thing, and it seems like they took it down way too far. The other one that I watched <clears throat> was No Exit, and this hit uh, Hulu on Friday. So I had a really interesting experience with No Exit. The first half of it was extremely boring to me. Um, it was just offbeat. Um, and uh, I, I'm like looking at my review for a reference, and I just caught a spelling error, and I'm pissed. Um, anyway, the <laughs> um, this is from The Killing Grounds, Damien Power. It's, it's an adaptation of a book that people were like, oh, my God, this is going to translate like the best movie in the world. Um, and the first half definitely does not, but the second half is incredibly engaging and exhilarating and fun. Um, it's thrilling. You really don't know where things are going. Uh, and the acting from Danny Ramirez in particular, I thought was really great. Um, there's a whole lot of like exposition that was written in there that I'm sure I'm not familiar with the book. I'm sure it was in the book. It just kind of seemed thrown in here. Like it wasn't, it didn't need to be there. It was kind of the bookends of the movie. Um, and yeah, the, aside from that, like when you get to the thriller aspect of it and setting up like the game at play, so to speak, um, Damien Power's really good at that. And that's where he excels. It's kind of the rest of it that you're like, oh, buddy, <laughs> that wasn't wasn't the best. <laughs> I meant to watch this on Hulu this past weekend, but I don't know what happened to me. I think I think no exit with like a hand on like a uh, with a window. Just I was just like, I don't know if this is for me this weekend. I'm I'm. <laughs> It's a lot of anxiety cooking around. I'm just gonna just I'll sit you, down with this. It's not scary. Yeah, it's it's really not. It's just it's a thriller essentially. Okay. Like you're trying to figure it out. I will say that, like it's kind of predictable up into a certain point, and that's what was frustrating with me. But then it takes that and kind of like runs with it, and then it was good. Um, but yeah, it's it's an it's an interesting one. It's a 20th Century Fox or 20th Century Studios. Went straight to Hulu. Hulu's really picking up the the projects right now, which is great. But well, it's like weird they have like this offshoot of the other studios that are all like incestuous together, and it's just everything is together right now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, on that note, real quick, uh, just because I just saw this, any Futurama fans out there? Um, mm. Are you are you a Futurama fan? Huge Futurama fan. Uh, so you know the whole thing that was going on with this reboot. It's like isn't this like the fourth reboot? They well, they often get reboot is a like reboot. This is a reboot. They've often been saved, and this is the first time where they. I think uh, a while back they sort of ended the show when it was on. Like yeah, God, it's been on so many different channels. I think it yeah. was most recently on Comedy Central, and they they ended it officially, but they still could have left it open. Yeah. Um, but this is a new reboot on Hulu, right? This is a new reboot on Hulu. Um, Joe DiMaggio, who mm-hmm. voices Bender, was a holdout. Um, and they were apparently going to go elsewhere. I will, or elsewhere for the voice. I will say that would have been problematic because that really is an iconic voice that you're so used to. Um, but we on the Chump Cast last week, I, I said Smithers loves uh, uh, Futurama, and I was like, "There's no way they're making this without him. They will end up paying him." Uh, and today, Joe DiMaggio tweeted, uh, "Bender Gate is officially over," uh, so he's back on board. <laughs> I mean, yeah, thank God. They like when it comes to voice actors, there are people that could do that job. 
Um, you know, like we always think about it right now. There's Looney Tunes getting voiced, and it's like, you know, it's not Mel Blanc anymore. He's been dead. Like, so, like there's what? other people do. It. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so you know that like there's been other ones that could pull it off, and they do it like very well. Um, but I, I just think you ha- like there's a spirit to it that you have to have. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, and it's it's similar. Trying to think of like the major casting differences that uh, or voice casting differences that we've seen. I think the one that comes to mind is Mila Kunis with Meg in Family Guy, right? Oh my god, that was unbelievable! Like it was the first season where it wasn't Mila Kunis, right? Correct. And and all it's 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 scary different. It is. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Sean, what have you been watching? I kept up on some uh, 2021 releases that were released in 2022 because God help us. Um, no, it was very it's, it's very annoying that these are the kind of movies that like I could have put in like my, you know, I don't I don't know if these would have gone in my top 10 or not, but I could have like possibly considered them. But unfortunately, like it's two months later from 2021 and uh, they qualify for those. And that gives them a bit of a difficult trek through Oscar. Regardless, I watched uh, the two that I watched, and I'll do them one at a time, but I'll just break them out now. Cyrano, and then The Worst Person in the World. So um, when it comes to Cyrano, um, I deeply respected this movie. Um, Joe Wright made an entire world in this movie. It is just, like, intricately designed. It's beautiful from start to finish. The, the You know, it's, it's only nominated for one uh, Oscar, and that's costume design, which is an earned Oscar. But the production design is absolutely hellfire in this. It's amazing. Like hellfire. Every, yes. I don't even know if that works. But like as I was saying that, I'm like, does that make sense? I don't know. I'm going with it. Um, but you just see so much intricacy going around. Like he every village is just beautiful. And there's just, you know, millions of extras and animals, and like just like every little part of it is just wonderful. I I, I was blown away by it. Um, the performances are spectacular. Um, the musical scenes are odd. I mean, mainly because I didn't know what sometimes what they were going for. Like, there, there'd be like one moment where uh, like Peter Dinklage would be like, I must deliver this letter to this one lady. And then like he'd go into the song and be like, how am I going to deliver this letter? And I'm like, whoa, wait, <laughs> like we went from rock anthem to English, you know, like love professing. And I... And there, there was something there that felt offbeat about it. I loved some of the music in it. Some of it felt like it had this strange aura, including Haley Bennett humping letters on a bed. Um, there was just a few moments that just really <laughs> felt felt odd. And other than that, I really did like this movie, but that was the odd portions of it. I I can't disagree with you. Um, I, I liked it. it yeah. Again, it was a three for me, um, <laughs> which I'm like hovering around recently. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't totally sold on it. I didn't think it all worked. I thought Dinklage was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I thought Haley Bennett was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's definitely one to see. Yeah. Without a doubt. I, yeah, I, it's definitely worth seeing. It's worth checking out. I really did like it. It just felt weird at parts. And then who boy, the worst person in the world, this movie ruled. This movie was just. I still haven't seen it yet. It is. So, this movie is a romance told in, wait for it, 12 chapters, including including a prologue and an epilogue. They tell you that in the first moment where they say this will be told in 12 chapters, including a prologue and an epilogue. And they tell you where each chapter begins and ends. 
that's the kind of thing where if you saw my face in the theater at that point, my eyes rolled back into my head and I missed the whole prologue. Cause I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Are you really doing this right now? You're really going to do like some Tarantino style, like, you know, several chapters kind of bullshit to me. It worked really well. And it ended up shaping up instead of shaping up um, a woman's relationship with one guy or a woman's relationship with another guy. It was instead just a woman's relationship with how she is going to live and how like she is going to uh, deal with, you know, herself, either her insecurities, her difficulties, her um, the problems that she has with herself um, that she has to look upon and then everybody's place in the world. It really was this over-encompassing thing. It was so ambitious, and that dumb 12-chapter storytelling pays off and couldn't be told better. I really, really loved this movie uh, for what it like wanted to be, what it tried to be, what it actually succeeded in being. Whew, it was a good one. This is one of those international films that people have been praising since it first debuted in the, films, the film festival circuit. Um, and I, it's, I have a screener disc of it sitting on my table, and I just haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Uh, so that will be soon, hopefully. <clears throat> All right, let's dive into the news of the week here. Sean, this goddamn Oppenheimer movie. Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. It just added more effing people. So I think, like, I don't know if we reported on this last week, and if we did, here's a repeat. Kenneth Branagh joined the cast. Um, <laughs> because, okay. Well, no, we need Kenneth Branagh in a Nolan movie because he was in Tenet and that was the greatest performance I've ever seen. That dude didn't know he was in the same movie as everyone else. And I loved it. <laughs> um, now we have Jason Clark has joined uh, as well as Luis Lombard, um, who I'm not familiar with. I'm trying to see real quick if I know. Oh, Hidalgo she was in. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But, like, I, I don't understand. Like, if... Uh, I'm telling you, Joe, they have one line. I'm not, the, the people that are coming in this late, they have, like, one or two lines in the background. They're like, hey, boss, I have the paper that has the nuclear stuff to put in the bomb. Like, that's 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 what they're doing there. I It has to be. What is the budget? <laughs> I don't understand. I'm looking it's it up It's Christopher right now. Nolan. Don't look at the budget. <laughs> impressive reported budget of a hundred million i don't think that's enough for everyone that's they have not, well that, i i really do think some of these people are just like coming in for a day's pay and that you know even though if they're big time celebrities it's like you in know, a pandemic in a I, pandemania i think i think we're we're getting less restrictions maybe and so all of a sudden like oh no we're not getting less restrictions on hollywood sets i don't think you're right no. um California's but, like whoa 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 <laughs> yeah, like no 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 like we're all no. in hazmat suits still this is just I love Jason Clark I think he's a good actor yes. um, I'm excited for him in there I don't know much about Louise Lombard so I can't really speak to her Joe Joe Hidalgo <laughs> but <laughs> case in point um I just I, I don't I don't know I don't understand it I oh, I uh, what is this movie like it's like he was disappointed with Tenet because it wasn't the savior of the cinema and now he's like, you know what? I'm going to snatch up every actor possible so no other movies can do it. <laughs> Remember when we were bitching about the casting for Knives Out 2? Yeah. yeah. I guess we're good now with that. Good. <laughs> it's like, sounds good. I, I weep for the days where it was Dave Batista and that was it. <laughs> Seven castings ago, we surpassed Knives Out 2. <laughs> it's insane to me. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, but hey, Patrick Stewart's in Doctor Strange too. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, so after we, everyone believed they heard his voice uh, as part of the uh, Marvel Illuminati in uh, Doctor Strange and a Multiverse of Madness, his Super Bowl trailer. Uh, he was asked the other day by Jake's takes. I don't know. Do you, are you familiar with Jake? I, I, well, I watched the uh, interview and you sent it to me. Yeah, and, uh, that was great. J- Jake's like a, a professional. He's he's so damn good. Um, and anyway, he asked, uh, basically asked like about the like uh, how he heard or something or like what was going on um and patrick stewart said i had my phone turned off as it happened so i didn't hear anything it wasn't until the next morning when i woke up and looked at my phone and found that i had been bombarded with responses my pr people had sent me reactions that they had detailed and passed um and he i forget what the exact thing he said was but he basically started talking like yeah i'm in the fucking movie (laughs) um cool like let's not go through this bullshit of will they or will they not be (laughs) This is what happens when you put the old guy there. This has happened a lot where they just say, like, you know, I'm in the movie. I don't really care. Like, what was one of them? It was Ian McShane saying he was only in one episode of uh, uh, Game of Thrones. And so, like, you found out his character was going to die. And he said, who cares? It's just tits and dragons, which was probably an all-time line. Um, I look at this, and it's just like, oh, yeah, whoa, Patrick Stewart really blew, blew the lid off the case. It's like everyone and their mother knew it was Patrick Stewart. Are you kidding me? Like that? I thought that was obvious. I thought it was, I thought literally they were putting Patrick Stewart in the credits. Here's <laughs> here's Stewart's exact quote because I I couldn't find it and I was kind of like flailing. I don't know if you saw that. Um, I actually didn't recognize my own voice. It sounded different. Whether I had a cold or something at the time, I don't know. I was astonished. And they all and they and all they saw was the back of my shoulder and I think my earlobe. Nothing else. He like pretty much pinpointed everything. Like oh, if you didn't see it, let me describe what was on there. Um. There would have been many connections made, but it pleased me to see the reactions. Like, good, good for him. I mean, I, I love the idea that there's most likely someone that distorted the voice, and that's why he was just like, I didn't recognize the sound of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, dude, we distorted it. And it's just like, but it's Patrick Stewart. Making it deeper makes it more obvious. Like, <laughs> oh. It, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, you know, they're like, I, I, I don't know. We're, we're, we're hiding. We're going to give you a cow for your, uh, you know, birthday gift. And, you know, they put a blanket over the cow and it moves a lot. And they're like, ah, shit, the cow gave it away. I don't know if that's. I just feel better, like, for his stress level for the next couple of months. Because Andrew Garfield was, like, a mess. Uh, Tobey Maguire just told people to fuck off. Tobey um, Maguire just, like, hit paparazzi with golf clubs for three months. And could it, did you see the clips of the behind-the-scenes stuff that's coming out on a Blu-ray with, like, the three of them talking uh, together, by the way? Tobey Maguire is just, like, a pig in shit. He's so happy to be there. And like it sounds like he's like ready to keep going. The rumor is that he's going to get killed off in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness too. That's one of the rumors. Um, which whatever. Like at this point, they I'm just kill him in ride. No Way Home. What the hell is going on? They originally they, were going to. They stabbed him. <laughs> I guess they wanted all three to hug, but still, I mean, not my on. first time. They could have hugged the corpse. Um, Although that was funny, that that was hysterical. Where he's like, "My first time I've been stabbed." That was a, just a brilliant line. <laughs> that movie was really good. <laughs> the movie was awesome. I loved it. Um, interesting story here is Chris Hemsworth is going to play the villain in the upcoming Furiosa prequel to Mad Max, which is starring Anya Taylor Joy. Um, this hasn't been officially announced, 
but there's a book coming out called Blood, Sweat, and Chrome, The Wild mm. and True Story of Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. And the author revealed it in there. So this is kind of weird. I mean, like I can't, I don't think I can picture Chris Hemsworth as a bad guy right now. The closest we got to that was sort of the attitude he had in Extinction, ex- Extraction. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> well, yeah, he was just a—he—he he just had dead eyes. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. I, I, yeah, I look at this. I not only can't see him as a bad guy, but I can't see him as a uh, guy in a Mad Max movie because everyone there is just miserable and hates their lives and is just like sad and you know brooding and stuff. And Hemsworth can do brooding. He's done it with some of the Thor scenes. And yes, you're right, in Extraction. So there is that moment. But I can't see him like as a dirty, disgusting warrior. I mean, look at the villain in um, Fury Road. That guy was, I mean, he was also Toe Cutter in the original. But like that guy was uh, Mortem Joe. He, he just like this disgusting looking, like just completely messed up. Now, sure, Hemsworth can get makeup done and everything. But Hemsworth is just this like G.I. Joe that makes us laugh. And I, it's really tough to like. <laughs> imagine that as the mad max villain when normally all humanity is destroyed including the humanity that's alive oh that was deep oh yeah that was very deep i should write the what is it called furiosa let's get the title down first yeah i got well i got yeah i gotta get a title working title furiosa road (laughs) um it sounds like he's gonna play a new bad guy too so not like a younger version of one of the ones we've already seen so this is a prequel yeah so that's kind of cool. Um, so that's happening. We're blowing through this news tonight, by the way. Well, no, let's think about what other Furiosa casting news there'll be. Let's see. Jason Clark. Um, Optimus Prime is playing Killian, Killian the truck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that would be great, actually. <laughs> speaking of crazy casting, uh, this broke a little while ago that SAG winner, uh, Craven, and future Craven the Hunter star now, Ariana DeBose has joined the film to play Calypso. Um, this is this came out of left field. I was working late tonight, and then I like hopped online and saw it, and was like, "Oh, all right." Put my phone down. <laughs> like the big, like all the articles this morning were like how she's you know paving a way for you know, queer Latinas and. Um, it's like paving the way um like on her way to an oscar probably of the four she's like got the clearest path at this point there's just nobody else that like you know headed in her way so she's like on her oscar path and it's just like oh crazy comic book news i almost delivered this news to you i saw it on uh, rotten tomatoes uh heard of it and um i i just said i can't be the one to deliver this to joe he has to find he has to go on this journey himself Oh, I went on that journey. Um, according to Deadline, Calypso is a voodoo priestess who utilizes magic potions. And besides being an adversary of Spider-Man, she's also the occasional partner and lover of Craven the Hunter. Oh. Um, this Here's why it worries me. They completely destroyed the character of Scream? Screech? Scra- what was her oh, name in Venom? Ve- Venom, the uh, and who was the one that did that? Oh, it no. was... Naomi Harris. Yes, Naomi Harris is Shriek. Shriek. Um, that she's a great actress, and that was a terrible character. Terrible. They did such a poor job with that, and that's what worries me. That like they, it seems like they're just building the same type of movie around Craven, and I am worried. Yeah, that is a good point that I did not realize. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. This is this is usually, unfortunately, it's, it's it's just a weird progression that we're getting. This is the news we get right after she gets the Oscar trophy, like the next yeah. day. Like all of a sudden that Monday, it's just like, hey, congratulations on the Oscar. Now you have you're now you're in that dumbass role as a villain. That's exactly how this works. Everybody gets their dumbass role as a villain right after this. And like after they win their Oscar and this time, I don't know, I guess it's not exactly the same thing. I just imagine her this morning, like when she saw that this or this afternoon, when she saw that it broke, she was like, no, <laughs> no. It's like Judy Dench is like, yes, I got a shot. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Um, Speaking of a big cast, uh, or of cast, wait, speaking of casting and speaking of a big cast, back to the story about Oppenheimer, 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 uh, four stories ago. There we go. That was smooth. Um, Zack Snyder's upcoming Rebel Moon at Netflix has added two individuals. One is Stuart Martin, who was in his Army of the Thieves, uh, and the other is Rupert. Is it Friend or Friend? I it's spelled yo, friend. Th- you're gonna you're gonna have some fun with this story. I don't know these people. You don't know Rupert um, Friend? What do, what do I know him from? He was in Homeland. Who was you never watched Homeland? Did you? I watched like the first three seasons. Uh, well, I think he came like later. Um, <laughs> yes, he was, he was awesome in Homeland. He also was in the Hitman movie, the most recent Hitman eighty seven Hitman, whatever that was. Is that the one with Timothy Elephant? No, that was the first one that I that was actually decent. Um, Hitman Agent Forty. <laughs> You're not running a good <laughs> good campaign of this guy being known. I mean, he didn't write the movie. Last um, season, no, like it's like he's like in the Hitman that nobody likes and also Homeland the end of the end seasons. Here is his IMDb, <laughs> sir. All right. Let's go back to the beginning. Um he was guy in Pride and Pre- Pride and Prejudice in 2005. Hey! Uh other he's stuff British. that I've never heard of. He was Lieutenant Cotler in The Boy in the Straight Pajamas. Oh, that's not exactly the villain. <laughs> He was Agent 47 in Hitman Agent 47 in 2015. Oh, so he was the lead. Okay, that's something then. He was Peter Quinn in Homeland. He was fucking awesome in Homeland. I'll, I'll um, keep watching Homeland again. I stopped after they killed uh, Damian Lewis. Sorry for nobody that watched Homeland because I got really depressed. I didn't like him at all in that, Damian Lewis. I didn't like him, but I just I just felt so bad for his life. It just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like this guy. This it's guy's life real. sucks. Well, no, still, but it's yeah, not it was, real. It was depressing. Um, he was in the death of Stalin. He was in a simple favor. Oh, yes. Um, he was in separation. He was in, he was in infinite last year. Oh, that that's the real one. The Paramount Plus one that brought them on the map. Um, and then he's I I must have missed this casting. He's going to be in Obi Wan Kenobi the series. Oh shit. Um, but it doesn't say who. I'm very excited about that. I think that's awesome. Um, so yeah, so he's got a lot. He's he's a good actor. I I'll, really... give, I'll give him the respect. I'll give him the respect that's due. I just have not. I, I just haven't heard of these two. So when this story came up, I was like, "Oop, Joe's going to do the talking." <laughs> I really like him. Um, I I'm really excited for this movie. I think it's just mm-hmm. uh, the cast is pretty solid. It's a mix of recognizable people and non recognizable people. It's a very diverse cast, which is kind of exciting. Um, and I like Snyder, so I. You know, I'm, I want to see him do well with this, and I love space movies. <laughs> we're doing we're dealing with a sci-fi Netflix movie from uh, Zack Snyder, starring our our main man Ray Fisher, which is still like, hey, probably cast him because of his talent, because he's talented. 
but also it's a great fuck you. It's a, just a damn good fuck you. I hope he I hope he gets an Oscar. Yeah, I'm very excited for him in there. Oscar um, campaign for Ray Fisher. Sophia Vitella is also the oh, yeah. um the the lead. Uh, she was the first one cast. Um, what space.com because they're reporting on this um, <laughs> says it refers into a it refers to it as a space opera. No, shut up. I swear to God, it says no, that. shut up. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> like, says, there's no way he's doing a space opera. <laughs> it's a Zack Snyder's. Wait, where is it? The universe. What? Space soap opera. I, I this is really. This article is like someone had a stroke on the page. Um, we are not going to read that. It is yeah. special. Let's um, not let's not talk about uh, uh, space.com. I don't know if uh, space like space.com sounds like do you want like there's a guy that like hooks you up with like a storage space center like just you know, like yeah, I got space.com over here. Come on. <laughs> like what the fuck? I'm trying. You're on articles at space.com. I'm filling. Uh... <laughs> I wanted to know about the space opera. The space opera that comes to mind is, for me is the opera in the Fifth Element. It's a space soap opera. Hmm? What's a soap opera? It's like it's like trashy I mean, I, drama. I know what it is, but like, what's why is it soap? What's during the, the origin of that? Um, well, usually during the day, people would use soap um, while cleaning uh, the clothes that they would wash. Uh, while watching uh, a soap opera a television or radio drama series dealing typically with daily events in the lives of the same group of characters why i don't understand that soap stands for so uh it stands for soap opera (laughs) soap opera if you rearrange the letters in soap and you add a few and take out s okay this is um, this is what happens when we like go ahead of time. We start to derail. I think it's true, um, but something that uh, <laughs> is back on track is Beetlejuice too. Um, rumors have circulated for years that they were trying to make this movie, and I think with Michael Keaton like having quite the late career, I mean, he took a break for a bit, um, but it seems like he's been in a lot of solid things recently and doing well. Um, and of course, with Catherine O'Hara back in the mix after Shit's <laughs> Creek, and uh, Winona Ryder's done some things here and there. Um, the company, the production company founded by Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, which Brad Pitt, I think, is like the president now, uh, Plan B is um, behind, is on board for Beetlejuice 2. Uh, so that's the first like real tangible piece of news with it. There's no script or anything. So there's obviously no idea like what's, who's going to be involved, but. Um, this is one that just kind of, I don't want it, uh, because the original Beetlejuice is just like so iconic and it's what from 88, that was quite the time for Keaton too. 88, he had Beetlejuice, 89, he had Batman. He was a, it was a, um, Keaton Burtman kind of one, two punch. That's true. Um, I forgot that Gina Davis was in this as well. Uh, Alec Baldwin, um, which he probably will not be in it. Um, there is also a uh, the other uh, character I do not know or the other actor there. He is also uh, in jail for some uh, very uh, um, disgusting things. Um, I think it's pedophilia type of stuff. Um, so he will not be in it either. Um, oh yeah, Jeffrey Jones arrested yeah. in two thousand two for possession of child pornography and accused by a seventeen year old boy of solicitation. 
See you later, dude. Um, so it's one of those things where, yeah, you're not going to get everybody. You're only going to get a few. I mean, if you can just get like Michael Keaton, he could just go on a new adventure. Um, I feel like from what I know, you don't really need. Oh, God. Like you don't really need Baldwin and Gina Davis and Winona Ryder. I don't think. Because essentially it could be just like a new family moving into the house. Exactly. There, there's something about this where you can, you know, just, like Keaton's the only one really that needs to show up. Now, here's the other part of this. Keaton doesn't really need this movie. Like he is like making art right now. He is Don't doing do a, it. Great, he, he might. He might. He might be happy to do it. He's a guy that likes to have fun. But he doesn't like, you know, they sometimes they slide the paper off and like, hey, you need this. You need the money or you need the notoriety. He's like, I just want to sag for dope sick. I'm set, man. Like and before that was like people all think I should have won an Oscar for Birdman. So right now, like, come at me. But right like I am like moving pretty good spotlight worth. He is just like rolling through these like very important roles. He's doing the artistry like route instead. So will he go to Beetlejuice once again? Dude loves to have fun. And oh my goodness, I'm stepping on my own point right now because he's in all he's been Batman in so many different properties right now. Coming back as Batman. So I guess he does like to have the fun. So that means he may come back as Beetlejuice. But we really have no like no other like way of like knowing what this is gonna be. Um, could they do a prequel where it's a different actor? Like, could they do you know something where it's like separated a little bit more from the original? Because sometimes these reboots, we know that pretty much almost all of them don't work. Um, go, but bringing another character in is just gonna make it even that much worse. Another actor as yeah. you know a Beetlejuice inspired person, you know. Um, I think he has to come back. I think they have fun with it. They do. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, it's like a Renault thing. Like, you know, they're tearing up the house or, or you know, <laughs> something like that and uh, go to town with like all the people coming in. Um, I I could see him doing this in a heartbeat and especially like depending where, where it lands. I don't know what studio has it right now. I'm assuming Warner Brothers. Um, is well, it Warner the, Brothers? Well, Plan B, you said, right? Well, Plan B is the production company, but... Oh, studio, yeah. Beetlejuice... Oh. The original movie was it's Burton, Burton in the eighties. It's got to be um, uh, probably Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's Warner Brothers. Yeah. So you know, I could see Warner Brothers throwing um, money at him, like to say, like, or to tie it into another project, right? Oh, you really want to do this? Like, we need you to, you know, spend four weeks in Georgia filming Beetlejuice too. Um, so we shall see the last story i have tonight is one that i actually have this has become something i'm really into mainly because of the cast um tom brady uh resident um i think he played a sport uh, but he is apparently uh, where do i start with this tom brady has a company that is getting into film <laughs> that's the first part the second part is their first film is going to be 80 for brady <laughs> <laughs> um it's a new film it's a it's based on a true story it's centered on four friends who head to the 2017 super bowl to see their adored tom brady play and get into they get into a bunch of hijinks and all that shit the cast is what i enjoy so yes tom brady will be in there but the four friends are lily tomlin jane fonda rena moreno and sally field like sign me the fuck up i don't know like what's why i've become like a 70 year old woman that's excited about all this uh right now but this, this, this is nothing to do with a seven-year-old woman. This is an amazing cast of five absolute, or excuse me, four uh, absolute legends of uh, Hollywood. And, you know, a few of them, first of all, right now, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, you know, in uh, Grace and Frankie, 
I mean, obviously that show has kind of deterred as it's gone, but like at the seventh season, any show will. Um, but that show still is just like those two are just like lightning fast funny. And then you bring Sally Field in there and Rena Moreno, like both who haven't lost their touch at all. This is for like extremely talented people going to see Tom Brady, who is just like my absolute legend, regardless of him leaving, you know, retired in Florida. Um, still someone that gave me so much. Hey, come on. Um, but regardless of that, I will say I, um, I, I don't think he's going to be in much of this movie. I think that's the point of it. I think he's just rocking like the cameo at the end, like in Ted two, where it's just going to be like, you know, he ends up meeting them and it's just like a quick wave. And cause you know, he's, I, I can't imagine him even close to being decent at acting, but um, it is still like this whole thing does seem ridiculous at first. Once I've read the actual plot, this sounds great. This sounds like something like honest to God, it's different casting of course, but palms, which came out, which I thought was pretty bad, but was still this heartwarming like sort of lovely like movie that like by the end I was just like well you know I'm glad I saw that even though you know I didn't totally love it this one seems like it would be a lot more fun and it's just absolutely crazy man you got really excited talking about him you hush <laughs> what is this Meanwhile, third down is fine. You are a monster beyond all belief. Don't show the fil- don't show the failed Philly special. <laughs> Brady, you can't pull it in. It's just going to hand off and then ignore. He's not Remember doing this? anything, and there he goes. And immediately, Chris Long knew he was in trouble. Did you see during the Super Bowl this this year? Um. Was this super? No, it wasn't the Super Bowl. Obviously, it was the game before where uh, he was on the sidelines and the ball went towards him and he caught it and he goes like this. Hey! <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, always this. Yeah, like there's always that. Like he just always is such a goofy, awkward person. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, and what's, what's worse is like after that, right after that, they you know they failed it. Then it became the Philly special because Philly did it and they nailed it. Same play. Um, and then there were just like 400 gender reveals in philly that were the same like thing where they're just like catching the ball and it like explodes pink or explodes blue uh this is really funny i'm on twitter double checking like to make sure that no news broke uh and at maverick mavericks movies will mavity uh is having it just posted (laughs) that at the hca film awards fran (laughs) kranz was telling everyone that when they were filming Cabin in the Woods in 2009, Chris Hemsworth told them that his brother Liam was off auditioning for Thor. Everyone on set was like, he is and not you. So Whedon reached out to Brana, and the rest is history. <laughs> Dude, that sucks, man. <laughs> I feel bad for Liam. Um, that, that is... First of all, there's a few things there. That's an amazing story, but also Fran Kranz directed Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> I was wondering that. Like that's that that can't be. Oh Cabin my god! In the woods. I thought I thought Mass was his first. Uh, maybe maybe he wrote. Uh, uh, but either way, that's still insane. <laughs> that's so insane. <laughs> Joss Whedon was one of the writers with Drew Goddard. Drew Goddard. What Drew Goddard, who did. Didn't he do Dare? Not Daredevil. Dare? I can't even talk. <laughs> I think he did Deadpool. If I'm not mistaken, I am mistaken. He didn't do Deadpool. Fran he did Kranz. other things. He did Daredevil. That's the oh, thing. Frank Kranz was in Cabin in the Woods. Oh, there you go. There we go. Who was? It? Oh, he was Marty. I don't know who Marty is. I love 
mess. <laughs> Dude. It's 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 one of these movies that right now it's actually starting to uh like get the backlash and like I'm listening to podcasts where people are hating on it and it's starting to just like it's it's starting to ick me. It's starting to really like, you know, I, I just get like just little twitches because I'm just like, how can you how can you be like that? Mass is so good. Um, but boy oh boy. So listen, I want to rant a little bit before we wrap up for the evening. And this Go is my it. rant. It has to do with most of the stories we told tonight. These slow trickle cast reveals are absolute bullshit. And I don't want to report on all of them. What they should do is announce a cast of a movie all at once. That's number one. Number two is when you're going to have a movie that has 37 major actors in it, uh, like Oppenheimer, 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 you need to do that in batches or something. And not this like having deadline and the hollywood reporter going out to get exclusives about who's there similarly i don't i don't understand why they don't announce certain actors when the for instance hugh grant uh in wonka (laughs) was not originally announced he was filmed on set they saw him on set and that's what led to oh he's in the movie i don't understand that like if you're not going to lock down the set and that's gonna you know it's gonna leak out like you're not going to great pains like they did with excuse me, Andrew Garfield and um, I almost said Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire, you know, like I'm sure NDAs and all that were included. If it's not supposed to be a big secret, then just release that cast list. It's really frustrating. And I think like it's making me annoyed with the movie like Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer before I've even seen it. Um, And I'm already coming at it from an annoyed standpoint because I like Christopher Nolan a lot as a director but I think he's a jerk. Um, <laughs> he 100% is. I think he's a jerk. So that's just, it drives me crazy. Release a full cast at once. Knives out too. Come on. You know who you have there. Okay. You know who is going to be in the movie. You've, you've signed them. It's already filming. You didn't just sign a random person last yesterday. You didn't sign Ariana DeBose yesterday. Uh, you know, before uh, she's not in Knives Out too. but whoever, you know, the big role, like just fucking tell us the end. I agree. I mean, to a fault, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much control they have over these sometimes. And that's what I worry about is like, you know, some of them, like you said, are leaked. Some of them are, you know, controlled. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. They should just pretty much be up front unless they're meant to be a spoiler. I agree with you because pretty much half of our news today, or like you said, all of our news has been uh, nothing but casting. And, and here's some breaking news. Speaking of casting, Lindsay Lohan cast as poison ivy in the gotham the new like gotham pd series what is the what is the gotham pd series because they know. they had that but i just they... made it up um no oh. there's... i was gonna say they literally had that there's an hbo max series focused on the police force they had that <laughs> ben mckenzie prior to his uh star guest turn in uh i want you back <laughs> I can't. <laughs> if the, if you're if please don't be screwing with me are you really is this real that they have like a gotham police force show no, they really do i know there's colin farrell was uh announced as he's gonna be in penguin um but there was no. another one yeah Goth, uh set for release on hbo max uh the working wait hold on the series has been being referred to as Gotham PD. The report claims that the working title for the show is Arkham. 
I like that. Like a different thing than Gotham PD. I would, I would. Arkham sounds like a cooler thing. Gotham PD is literally what Gotham was on whatever channel that was. Fox. I believe that Jeffrey Wright is on board with it. What is going on? Okay, I guess HBO Max has a little bit more pull than Fox, but cool. Well. Um, <laughs> I am going to rave about a Oscar theory that is starting to trickle out. It's starting to come to fruition. I know. And I'm getting really excited. You know what it is already, right? You know what it is already. So this is bad. I'm I'm like knocking on all sorts of wood because I desperately want this to happen. And there's a few, there's like a lot of support that can make this happen, even though it is still a very solid long shot. And that is Coda winning best picture. Coda winning Best Picture. Now, this all starts with Troy Kotzer winning Best Supporting Actor. He won it at the SAG. He charmed the pants off of everybody at SAG Awards on Sunday. And pretty much, like, he's the frontrunner at this point, I think. And I think he's a pretty solid frontrunner. I thought he was already. SAG definitely turned everything around. And so right now, I think that's one Oscar for um, for Coda. Now, if Coda then just won Best uh, Picture, that's two Oscars. A Best Picture winner could win two Oscars. I mean, technically, a Best Picture winner could win one Oscar. Very unlikely. I think like Grand Hotel was the last one to do it um, in 1932. But in this case, Coda, is that's two Oscars right there. Now, <clears throat> here's the weird part about this. Here's the part that makes this unsuspecting. Coda was only nominated for three Oscars. And that's not a lot of Oscars. So it's kind of already saying that that's pretty low bar. That third Oscar, though, is Best Adapted Screenplay. Now, if it wins that then pretty much that's, you know, two Oscars, supporting actor, actor or supporting actor, adapted screenplay. Right now, those are two that are pretty solid, like above bar Oscars. And so best picture seems like a very respectable three Oscars for Coda. That could work out very good. Now, here's the thing. Best adapted screenplay. Could that possibly happen? Could that possibly happen? Is that a possibility in any sort of way? Well, the other front runner right now for that is Joe's favorite film of the year power of the dog (laughs) there it is power of the dog is uh written by jane campion jane campion is probably going to win best director they don't want to give jane campion two oscars why woman so in this case what they will do then is they (laughs) i I was muted for a second and the noise that just came out of me when you said why woman the the look on the the look of you muted and laughing was my favorite moment. Ever. Oh my god, why woman? <laughs> but unfortunately, kind of true. And so you know, pretty much also thinking about that best um, best adapted screenplay um, could go to Coda in that regard. Um, now the other thing is, Power of the Dog is still that front runner to win uh, to win best picture. That's been the front runner for a while. Here's what goes against it there. It's got the most nom- yeah, it's got the most nominations. Often that sometimes means that it just leans back on best picture a little bit and it's been the front runner for a while. When you're the front runner for a while, you get tired. If you're leading that race for a while, you get tired and then something could swoop in at the end. One last thing to say, Coda won best ensemble. That does not mean best picture. I can't emphasize that enough. Winning best ensemble at the SAGs does not mean winning best picture. But the way that place was when Coda won, the way people everywhere were starting to do the applause in the proper sign language, there was something like sort of that was like changing in the tide there. Now, there's about a month, all right? There's a few other awards going on. Something crazy could happen. 
And there's a chance that Coda's there. Right now, most people, most podcasts I've been listening to, they're calling it a deep number two, which in any other context is something else. But in this case, basically, it's there's a chance that this could win. So that's been my uh, rave. You'll hear about more analysis. In fact, just that analysis alone. Um, <laughs> two weeks from now, <laughs> two weeks from now, the column on the awards watch. Um, I was just checking to see when voting is for the Oscars, and it's not Ooh. until March. It's just, well, we're in March now, but it's two weeks, two and a half weeks, the 17th through the 22nd. Is it really? Uh-huh. Oh, man. So, Ugh. and there's, I mean, what, the HCA Awards were last were this weekend, I think, and there's, what else do we have? Critics' so, Choice? Independent Spirit, which is like barely anything, but technically, technically, uh, Kotzer's in there for that one um so that that could be interesting or they might just like blank him out and like give it to somebody that is unknown because it's independent spirit which i almost kind of sort of support like just because independent spirit let it be separate from the oscars i'm hoping that power of the dog gets shut out i like it more than you Uh, (laughs) like i mean i i um i don't think that will be happening um i think uh i think we're looking at for them um Director of cinematography are the huge ones. And then maybe editing, possibly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it uh, There's unfortunately right now I'm looking at it and there is a movie that might get shut out, which is going to be, oh no, it won't. Mm. I'm worried about Belfast getting shut out. Can I tell you, did you hear about Sam Elliott today? Oh no, what did he do? Sam Elliott went off about the power of the dog. Oh, um, yes. This he, actually is kind of funny. Okay, wait, I he gotta was hear this. <laughs> promoting uh, 1883, the Yellowstone prequel. Uh, and he was on the WTF podcast with Mark Marin. Um, and Elliot said, wait, where is it? Uh, anyway, it, Power of the Dog came up and Elliot said, you want to talk about that piece of shit? Um, and Marin said, you didn't like that one? <laughs> and Elliot said, this is a little vulgar. Uh, Elliot said, "Fuck no! Why? I'll tell you why I didn't like it anyway. I looked at I looked at when I was down there in Texas doing 1883, and what really brought it home to me the other day when I said, do you want to fucking talk about it?' There was a fucking full page out ad out in the LA Times, and there was a review, not a review, but a clip, and it talked about the evisceration of the American myth. And I thought, what the fuck? What the fuck? This is the guy that's done westerns forever. The evisceration of the American West. They." made it look like what are all those dancers that those guys in New York who wear bow ties and not much else remember them from back in the day and Marin said Chippendale dancers and Elliot said that's what all these fucking cowboys in that movie look like they're all running around in chaps in those shirts there's all these allusions to homosexuality throughout the fucking movie and Marin said I think that's what the movie's about And then Elliot went on to say that Campion, a native of New Zealand, was out of her element in tackling this particular genre. (laughs) What the fuck does this woman, she's a brilliant director, by the way, I love her work, previous work, but what the fuck does this woman from down there, New Zealand, know about the American West? And why in the fuck does she shoot this movie in New Zealand and call it Montana and say, this is the way it was? That fucking rubbed me the wrong way, pal. (laughs) The myth is that they were these macho men out there with the cattle. I just come from fucking Texas where I was hanging out with families, not men, families, big, long, extended, multiple generation families. And then he trailed off. <laughs> I, so I, I was uh, talking with my brother-in-law um, who watched it and he he, he quite loved it. Um, and uh, I, I told him, I was just like, yeah, I liked like all like the beautiful areas and stuff like that. You know, that was New Zealand, right? And he kind of like <laughs> his face sort of drops and he's like, 
I think I like it less now. <laughs> you know, it's just like the best. So like when he said that exact same thing, that it's like it's filmed in New Zealand, which I mean that that is that is a tough look. I can't can't defend that aspect of it. That uh, uh, that transcription was from IndieWire, by the way. But oh. I just I forgot to mention that earlier. It was so funny. Oh, but I, I will. I you know what? Once again, I'll say. I, I did quite like uh, Power of the Dog, um, but uh, that was hysterical. Um, and my, to, to hear Sam Elliott do that is just beautiful. My favorite line is, what the fuck does this woman... She's a brilliant director, by the way. I love her work, previous work. Just immediately <laughs> digging himself out of a hole. Immediately. That That's that's smarts right there. It's that's impressive. smarts from him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what's coming out this week. Uh, a little movie called The Batman uh, hits theaters. West Side Story is going to be on Disney Plus already. Uh, the Weekend Away hits Netflix after Yang hits limited theaters, Esking For It hits limited theaters, Fresh hits Hulu, and Lucy and Desi, a documentary from Amy Poehler, uh, hits Prime Video. Uh, announcements. The Oscar pool is back. We have some entrants already. I haven't done mine. Um, I need to do mine. You know I'm not going to be doing mine until the whatever it's due. Um <laughs> Um, so we will post about that again tomorrow. Please go ahead and join. Where is it, Joe? What? Where is it? The Oscar pool. I'm asking genuinely. I had trouble finding it. You you were tagged in the post, sir. Um, no, it is, is, is it on the website Guy at the Movies? That's what the I mean. link is in my bio. I will put okay. it on the Guy at the Movies website as well. It is through a company or through a website called Run, Run Your, Your pool. pool. Yeah. Um, but we will make sure to post about it tomorrow um and i'll, I'll uh, click on it then sir and we'll make it very clear where you go <laughs> <laughs> so that the so that half of this podcast will be able to know so yeah so that uh sean who is co-sponsoring this um pool <laughs> will know where the pool lives but something else that's pretty fun here is uh i am doing uh a giveaway here through the podcast this is uh project gemini on blu-ray uh, so if you would like a copy of Project Gemini, share the Instagram promotion for this episode that will go up tomorrow uh, in your stories. Tag Guy at the Movies, Math Teacher Movies, and use the hashtag Project Gemini Movie. You'll, en- you'll be entered in a drawing to win a copy of this movie. It's a sci-fi thriller about a space mission, space mission sent to terraform a distant planet. However, the mission encounters something unknown that has its own plans for the planet. Um, Sounds sounds like Moonfall kind of. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm a Gemini, so that's that's fun. Um, oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, so definitely check that out. Um, I haven't watched this yet, but I'm excited to watch it. The art's really cool for it. I think like that is kind of dope. I think that's really cool art. Like, and of course the tentacle shit you got going on there. So I was wondering if those were tentacles. Those are tentacles. They look like tentacles. Yeah, they're tentacles. Nice. It's a kaiju. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that's what's happening. Uh, anything else going on in the world of math teacher movies? With math teacher movies, there is not much going on. I just reviewed a bunch of HBO Max series that ended. Um, I gave them all A's. So <laughs> apparently I'm very, very critical and tough on the different <laughs> shows. But uh, Euphoria, Righteous Gemstones, and Somebody Somewhere, all great. Check them out for their uh, perspective seasons. Excellent. And uh, in the coming days, you can uh, expect reviews of Asking For It, which comes out on Friday from me, as well as a review of Lucy and Desi, which also comes out on Friday. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like exhausted this week. Work is kicking my ass. So I'm like trying to fit in movies wherever I can. 
I thought yesterday was Tuesday for a, like to the point where I was at the computer at 7:30. So it's not going great for me right now. It's pretty funny that you said that because I was at a work event tonight and I was standing there for a few minutes and I realized I was like just dazed and like looking into the sky and I literally was like Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. <laughs> I had to double check. I had no idea. Things are going great. Um, uh, Sean, breaking news. Just kidding. Talk to you next week. Bye. As always, thanks for listening. You can follow both Joe and Sean on Instagram at Guy at the Movies and Math Teacher Movies. New episodes of the Guy at the Movies podcast with Joe and Sean are available every Wednesday morning, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be on the lookout for special spoiler pods where we dive deep into the latest film releases. If you like what you hear, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. See you next time.